Oh, dude, ABS, man, always be shysting. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. Uh, this is the one where we we take an album from a different band every week. We break it down. We do as much research as we can. We find out all the secrets about the record. We <laughs> tell you things that not even the band knows about this record. And we, we just reveal all the, the secrets and treasures of everything in the world. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there, neither is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, please give us five stars on iTunes because that means the most to us. And uh, really, thank you to everybody who listens. People who we've done on the on the podcast before. Thank you for Jeez, listening. So, like the guy from Sugar Ray, I'm just talking. Like I'm just stoked. I'm just happy to be here tonight. Okay. I'm just happy. So, um, I don't know. I. I I don't. I have nothing. I have nothing ready right now. Yeah, like, I'm so ill prepared. I'm so what, fucking like, ill prepared. What are you Ill-re- talking about? Just like Ill-re- word vomiting. Okay. Point. Seriously, that's what this is. So, wh- what album are we doing today, Jeff? I don't even know. I have no idea. We're doing uh, Static X, Wisconsin Death Trip.
Static X, formed in 1994 in Los Angeles, California, by Wayne Static on vocals and guitar, Koichi Fukuda on guitar, Tony Campos on bass, and Ken Jay on drums. They currently have six full-length records, one EP, one live album, one compilation, and have sold a few million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today is Wisconsin Death Trip. It is the band's debut record, and it was released March 23rd, 1999. It features the original lineup of the band of Wayne, Koichi, Tony, and Jay. It's the most successful album and has sold well over 1 million copies worldwide. Now, Jeff, what is your, I guess, what is your origin story with Static X? Go. Go. There's also a couple times on this album that he goes, go. Actually, there's one time that he does it real quick like that. But my (laughs) origin story is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We talked about it kind of last week, I think, maybe on or off the pod. I don't know how mm-hmm. I got their se- or their fifth, their fourth album. Jeez, start a war. But I had fourth I had album, that album. Yeah. And I fucking have no idea how I got it, why I got it, who gave it to me, why I kept it, why I listened to it. It's just it's not, especially <laughs> at the time. It was just it just wasn't me. And um, yeah, I, fuck man. And it's just it's so bizarre because. Even when I listened to it back then, I like I said, I loved The Enemy, the song The Enemy. I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking good song. But I still never got into new metal. I still never got into metal. And so mm-hmm. the, Static X was always like the outlier for me. It was always, I don't know, just something I I liked randomly. And I, I still, to this day, have no idea how I got it. That's why I thought like I maybe stole it from you or something or you gave it to me. Because where else would I get it? I think the only I think I must have burned the CD for you, for whatever reason. Because I I own no I had the CD. Did you really? What? Yeah. Why would you have that? Like I had the CD. Oh, fuck! I have no fucking that's, idea. That's even weirder. That's even weirder. I have no idea how <laughs> you would have even have gotten that. It makes no sense. But no sense whatsoever. The only know. the only thing I I was thinking about is like the Columbia House record thing. Maybe I I just threw it on but there. But this is like way way after that. This is 2005. This is 2005. Yeah, cause, yeah, because that was when I was like 12, dude, like 13. Yeah, and this is we were we were seniors in high school when this came out. <laughs> yeah, and I was I mean, or Clum- when when the fourth record came out. I'm sorry, Columbia House was 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 you know, a thing of the past at that point. Yeah, the so I, I iPods were were the thing at this point. Dude, at I, the end of high school, that was that's what it was. To this day, I've I have no idea how I came across this, but that is my origin story with Static X. Is their fourth and the enemy? Um, I didn't listen to Wisconsin Death Trip until we started doing the pod, and then I think you and Justin were talking about it, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, I like the enemy," and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's a good album, or that's a good that's a good record." And then he's like, "Wisconsin Death Trip is really good too." And then I listened to that and was like, "Holy shit, this is also really fucking good." But then I never listened to anything else either, so I don't I don't know what's going on, dude. That's so weird. Yeah. So strange. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> okay, well, my my origin story real quick was I got a a DVD. This is like early, early DVD days from um a magazine called Hip Parader. I don't know if you remember that that rock metal magazine from back in the day. They uh, every once in a while, like maybe like I don't know, every like once or twice a year, they would put out like a DVD with a bunch of music videos, like from metal bands on this on this DVD. 
and there'd be like maybe 10 music videos on it. And so I, I got it from Hit Parader and maybe it was Circus Magazine, but I'm pretty sure it was Hit Parader. And, uh, and one of the music videos was for Push It. And that was the first time I ever heard Static X was that music video. And I was just instantly hooked. So this was 1999, maybe 2000. So I was in eighth grade, must've been eighth grade. And, uh, and I never heard anything like it. And because they are like a really unique sounding band. And then I remember getting Wisconsin death trip eventually when I was like in freshman in high school and then friend of the pod, Jessica, her and I were really into that record. We listened to that record a ton and yeah. And then after that, I, I kind of didn't really listen to them for a couple years and then start a war came out. And for whatever reason, I got really into that record but then I kind of didn't really care for Machine or uh, Shadow Zone. And yeah, I don't know. It's just that's kind of my, my little origin story was was that one random DVD of music videos and Push It was on there. So that that's my origin story with Static X. And then it was just like Wisconsin Death, Wisconsin Death Trip over and over and over and over again. So yeah, maybe that's like, what I got. Maybe, maybe Static X is viewed as like a, a B-rate new metal band because i don't know i don't think they ever really I oh mean, they totally are it sucks and it's yeah it, it i mean you can't really compete with like the big dogs i guess but they're just as fun as limp biscuit maybe not as like good technically speaking but they're just as yeah. fun especially like their first i guess my top three or both of our top three i'm just going off like crazy here my tangents are just running wild and it's hard to focus but no it's fine i think this band i think this band is fun like i think they they don't take any of this music seriously in any way i think they know it's a joke and yeah i i think they just run with it i think they incorporate it like a lot of that industrial techno shit from the 90s that was so prevalent and so popular here at roller rinks and they ran with that sound (laughs) and like it's it's fine and it was great and they knew what they were doing and sometimes they kind of they kind of matured a little bit, like Cannibal, like a lot of a lot of more a lot more technical mm-hmm. uh, guitar parts. But overall, this band is just a fun band. This band is just like I don't want to call them a joke band because that like diminishes what they did. But this band is just they're they're joking. Yeah, they, no, I get they, you. you know, they didn't take themselves seriously at all, and that was great. Mm-hmm. And that's that is great, and that's that's something I just never because just listening to the enemy. You don't you don't get that feeling. You don't get like they're just they're a joke band. You get that they're a very aggressive, taking themselves too seriously new metal band, and they're not that at all. I've always kind of thought that Static X were like this really cool combination of of Sepultura, which I know you're not very familiar with them, but I, I hear a lot of Sepultura in their music as well as like with a tinge of like corn and a tinge of nine inch nails. Like so, it's this weird combination of those three bands, and that's what Static X is, especially on this record, because it has like the that kind of we that kind of that that guitar playing style of Sepultura and the craziness and the vocals that kind of that Sepultura had as well, but then the industrial part of Nine Inch Nails and then some of the more melodic parts of Corn, that's kind of what Static X is to me at least. There's, there's 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 definitely I, a lot of this is a lot of corn in this band. Like I hear, I hear a lot of corn. I hear a lot of Jonathan Davis and his vocals sometimes when he sings. 
Yeah, totally. But I think that's just you're 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 following in the footsteps of a of a very small genre of music where there's not that many bands to set precedent from. So it's not like their fault. No, no, it's not at all. And they they are they're still like even though you can hear the influences, they're still unique within themselves, which is really cool, really really cool. And that's. <laughs> The first, the first so song. We, we, we played, you played "Push It," and that's. I think that shows like the uniqueness. It, it's, this, it starts the album off strong, and and we talked about it in the rankings. Like every album they start mm-hmm. with starts off with a banger, and this is this is my one oh, beat totally. for the album, and I like, I like how it just the entire album starts off is with just really? a snare okay. hit, just one snare hit, doof, and then it goes in, and everybody comes in and. I just I, I love his I love his low growl to the higher pitch vocals. I just I it works and it's dynamic and it's fucking rad. It's really cool. Well and and uh, like the the low growls, that's actually Tony Campos, the the bass player who does the really low growls. And then actually in Push It, the the parts where he where he screams yeah, that's actually Tony as well. So Tony does those really low lows and then he does the high yas. And then when Wayne yells the, 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 wait, what did he say? Yeah. When he says, don't push it, that's, that's actually Wayne singing that. So it's like this cool, like, you know, back and forth or this cool call and response between Tony and Wayne, which damn dude, it sounds so good. And then I was wondering too, this week, like, I wonder if they were able to pull this off live, you know, that, 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 that call and response. And sure enough, it's like perfect. I perfectly watched, spot on dude I, I did the same thing i watched like two live videos and I'm, i almost watched like full concerts like full 30 minute concerts and, and like you're right dude they they fucking killed it live absolutely slayed like, it live there's they were so tight as as a band musically vocally everything was so tight and and vocally too like tony and wayne sounded like almost like they did on the record like they they just there was it doesn't seem like there was a lot of manipulation within the recording process of this record. And that's remarkable considering what it is and how frantic and wild it is. That's really cool. Really fucking cool. But damn, that that push it is a, such a banger. Such a fucking banger. I, I think I, I mean I think I like we get into a lot of like the thesis statements for the album and I think push it's a, a fucking a perfect thesis statement for this album. And this band, like to be honest, like this, oh totally, like this. If if this, if you only hear one song by Static X ever, and it's Push It, like that's not that's not bad. That's not a bad thing, at all. No, because when you think about it, like like vocally as a thesis statement, vocally you have you have like we just said we have, you have the the super low growls of Tony, you have the super high vocal screams of Wayne and Tony, and then you have the highs and lows of the guitar playing. So that do that. Just the 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 high and then the like, it's just kind of like that that weird kind of syncopated beat, or syncopated guitar line with the high and the low, and then, dude, this is it's a perfect way to introduce the band, perfect way. <laughs> um, what? Good. No, it's good. I was I was singing in my head too. And it was good. <laughs> just laughing. Just thinking. Oh, just thinking in your head. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking in my mind right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, and it's it's uh, above all else. <laughs> like how aggressive this is, how heavy it is, it's still 
it's dude, it's, this is a fun sing along song. Like this is this mm-hmm. is just as sing alongable as like some blink stuff. Like it's it's I don't know. It's not even like catchy. There's not even like a tune. It's just who doesn't no. like to sing goofy like this? We all like to and do this. And it's not only and I noticed too looking into the lyrics cuz I've never really thought about it cuz it's so much fun to just sing along. But it's like he doesn't. There's not a lot of words. It's a lot of repetition. It's like in this song, it's like I see it, I need it, and then it, <laughs> it kind of like crescendos, and then it just goes the, the I see it, and then and then it's the I see it, I need it, and then there's like that low growl. It's just like the the weird little nuances in this song too, really kind of set it apart. Yeah, it's great. I, I, it's really great. I will say on that point, like lyrically. There's only one song on this entire album that I thought was a great song lyrically. Everything else, I think the lyrics are just placeholders to help him just yeah. use his voice as another instrument. Exactly. With a little bit of depth here and there, but overall, eh. I, I'm totally with you. And and a lot of the songs to me seem about, they, they seem to talk about drug use a lot. Um, like even like when Push It, it just, it, to me, it's just talking to him talking about taking drugs and and how he feels taking them and and like the the little experience he fi- he he feels or he goes through after he he shoots up like that's kind of what you get. But even that is just so superficial when it comes to the lyrics. I don't know. It's yeah. outside of that. Outside of the lyrics, the lyrics are the weakest part of this record. But this record is so strong that it doesn't yeah. even matter does not even matter no because you don't i mean like again the lyrics are are just placeholders for the vocals to be an instrument rather than Mm -hmm. like a message and and that's fine yeah that's fine but let's do the video like the music video i did not think i was gonna like this music video because (laughs) of when it came out and how goofy this band kind of i guess how goofy wayne static kind of looks but then i watched it and i was like whoa fuck did he he looks really cool and i'm (laughs) Like I'm suckered into that cool look. Like I love it. I fucking love it. It's the spiky so rad. hair and the the weird twitches and oh, but it's not just spiky hair. It's like it's fucking. Like, I've never seen spiky hair that high. You've you've never seen him prior. I don't think to anyone's this? ever had spiky hair that high. You've never seen him prior to this. No, like I've I've no I, I've seen I've seen him and I've seen like the mutton chops and his little beard and I've always thought he was goofy, but I haven't seen him like in a while because he's dead. <laughs> There's so that, yeah. watching this video, I thought I was like, okay, this is going to be stupid, but I loved it. And I, maybe it was just, I don't know, the whole, the whole package, the whole enchilada where I was just entranced by this band and how fun they were and how much I thought that these guys took themselves seriously. And maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know. But they came off, their music comes off as, as not very serious. And, and given that, I think this band is uh, is phenomenal. I, I think Wayne Static's look is is so cool. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I think it's so cool. I'm shocked. I love I'm it. Really shocked that you would even love say it. that. Oh man, it, and what's I I've always thought about. I did. I usually don't love these like sticks like this either. <laughs> I, but I, I fucking and th- love this band look. is very sticky. Like just the the way, not only just the way they look, but the way that they move. Like it's very like the 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 jolts and like the the weird super fast movements the start and stops of their movements it's just very robotic and it's it's kind of cheesy but it's very of the time it's very their music and their style but i don't know it's cool the video was fine with like the claymation it was very um 
inspired by that by like what was that tool video like ladder not lateralis i don't remember what fucking video there was some video that they kind of like stole that static x stole from tool to make this but it was cool it was fun it was fun yeah that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's it was good. all right. It was all right. So that was your that was your one B. So what is what is, what? Yeah, that's my one B. What is, what what is your what is your biggest banger? Do, what, do you have, have no any stinkers? stinkers? I got no stinkers. Do you have stinkers? No, no. I have none. I I have, I have okay songs, but I actually I only have I have seven bangers. So do I. Holy shit! Yeah, seven bangers. Oh damn! Did you did you include the la, the the song down as a banger? I I didn't put that on this list. Do you want to talk about down or? Oh, ooh, damn! Because because normally, Wait, you, have, do you know this? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I listened to it and I've heard it, but I didn't know we. Again, yeah, normally we don't do bonus songs, yeah. but dude, this song was, this was fucking rad. It was cool, right? This, this was amazing. This was a cool little punker song, dude. Like vocally, one of the best things that he did on the album. <laughs> it was amazing. It was really cool. There was a cool little pick slide too. It was kind of quiet. It's kind of quiet, but it was fine. But this is one of the few tracks where the drums. We're like unfiltered, right? Because they use they use like um the fuck is that thing called you put on your drum set? Oh, to, they they, they were electronic. They were triggered. They use yeah, they, drums, they, yeah, drum triggers. Yeah, and and they, that's fine. I it's, I don't know whatever. But, that, but they for whatever that's worth, that's cool. Yeah, I mean I don't personally personally like it, but I know going in when they went to go record this record, they had wanted to record. The drums, they wanted to do a drum machine, but not use a drum machine because they wanted that industrial kind of mechanical sound, but without actually making it that. So they literally, they kind of like had him play all the drums and then replaced all the drums with drum triggers. So it's kind of kind of weird like, and confusing and it seems really unnecessary, but I guess it kind of gave it a, this album a different feel. I don't know. Drum triggers to me are like, it's like uh, I don't know. Like in moderation, it's fine. It's like like a drug. Like in moderation, it's it's fun. It's cool, but it's so easy to abuse it because drum triggers. You can, I mean, I, I don't know like one hundred percent about drum triggers, but for anybody out that doesn't know what drum triggers are, you, you add little electronic devices to your your drum heads, and every time you hit the the drum head, it transmits an electronic device into a, mm-hmm. a computer, let's say, and then on the computer you can change the sound. But what you can also do is you can make it so that when you hit like the bass drum, the drum trigger, you can make it so that the bass drum, every time you hit it, like a, a bass line plays, yeah. right? And so a lot of times when band, when like a bass player doesn't show up or like a guitarist doesn't show up to a gig, a lot of these bands that use triggers can can mimic somebody being there by just, you know, slamming the bass down, the bass drum the whole time and the drum trigger itself, you know, processes it and then creates a bass line and then throws it out through an amp, yeah. which is cool. It's fine, but that's, like, the sky's the limit. You could do anything. You Every time you hit that bass drum, you can do, like, a quadruple bass hit. So <laughs> it's a cool idea, but it's so easy to take advantage of. It. Yeah, it could be really but overused. What, this, what, was cool about, what was cool about this album is that none of the drums here were ever complicated. So it's almost like they knew... That I was going to criticize them for using drum they, triggers, and then dumbed everything they down. They knew you. They, they knew, knew you were going to criticize them twenty-two years later, so they decided yes. not to do this. Yes. I said, "Hey, <laughs> let's not let's not piss off Jeff because we're using drum triggers and we want that sound, but let's not. I, I don't want him to think that we're that we're abusing it. So let's just make all the drum parts super fucking easy. It makes sense. And then they it's, did. I mean, it sounds it sounds and, right. And then it yeah. just 
it's it's it, like like the like the drum sound is that industrial sound from this era, mm-hmm. but it's never complicated. It's just it's just there to drive the beat forward. It's it's fucking dancey. It's techno-y. It's it's fun. Yeah, you're totally right. Totally right. But down 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 was the only song that that the drums were like unfiltered on, and they sounded like your traditional like a kit like acoustic drums. Yeah. Is, Fucking little buttholes, like a calm. properly mic'd kit in the, in a studio. <laughs> yeah, it was good though. I mean, I I can play it. Do you want me to play it down? Uh, well, it's a bonus song, I so I guess don't want me to play it because I got to look it up real quick. I mean, we could play it down. What? Okay, well, don't play it down then. What's what's your what's your biggest B? What's your biggest? I'm banger? with stupid. I love it. The the the, the second oh, song. Okay. I love the samples. The it's it's from a movie from the late '80s. I think 1988. It's some B movie. B movie. I don't even remember the sorority babe and the sorority and the slime ball bowlerama. Yeah, it's something really stupid like that, and um, the samples are really cheesy and really stupid, and they barely fit in the song. And uh, it it sounds very. Um, it sounds almost ama- amateur. This song, but I I still love it, and I don't know. I I, <laughs> I really I really don't know. It's just it, this is the one song that's really stood out to me, besides Push It, um, and the, I think as I remember after hearing Push It, I remember going on to Napster originally, and then downloading the static the only Static X songs that I could find on there, and the three of the songs were Push It, I'm with Stupid, and Fix. So I remember listening t- to those songs like endlessly before I got this full record. And so maybe that's another reason why I like the song so much. Cause there's so much nostalgia and just hearing it so many damn times, but I don't know. I, I, I okay. think this one is an absolute banger. This is their best song, easily their best song. So like, like, like the best song, their best ever? song ever. Yeah. This is this one is just so damn, good. Gina. What, what is is What okay. banger is this one for you? This is my five banger. Oh, my five God. B. You're out of your mind. <laughs> You're out of your mind. I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of I'm With Stupid, and then we'll uh, we'll get more into that one. So here it is um, from Static X.
there it is. I'm with Stupid from Static X. Their best song ever. So why why don't you uh, like the song? Why do you hate it? claim there, kid. All right, so this song sucks for four reasons. <laughs> Number one, no, I'm just kidding. I, I this song's a banger. This song's so good. This is a this is a playlisted song for me. Yeah. The uh, first of all, the swell in right. The song swells in. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. I don't know. It's, that's a cool way to start a song. And then when he says he's a loser, she said, and that like first yeah, part. Yeah, that's so good. That's funny. And I think overall, that like literally, this song is is about being like a loser or being called a loser and. And being like upset about it, and instead of being like a baby or whining about it, he writes a, a very snotty, degaff, fucking song about it, and he calls himself a loser, and it's it's jokey and it's fun, and he doesn't care. Yeah, and it's it's cool. kind of like, I feel like it's also him kind of like maybe just kind of criticizing his own drug use, because I think at this point he was pretty deep into the whole the whole drug scene and. This is him kind of like understanding that people see how he's kind of deteriorating and how he just realizes he's kind of stupid and for the, for the decisions that he makes. And that's what I got lyrically for this one. But musically, this is this is top notch. I mean, because you get into that first verse and it's it's just like almost it's like nonsense. He's like, I can't even... It shouldn't even be Dude, good. Some of that stuff is like the. That's what I'm saying. Some of that stuff, like on paper, sounds so stupid. I know. Like there's this like guitar palm mute parts, and he yeah. sings and matches like the palm mute pattern, like the riff pattern. It's so that's weird. fucking stupid. That's dumb. That's so cheesy. <laughs> but he kills it, and it's so good. It's <laughs> like really that, dumb. You look forward to it. You're, and the bass sounds great here too, right? Like the bass mm-hmm. guitar sounds fucking fantastic in here, and like, dude, this is a dance song. Like, I want to dance to this. And and like the the soundscape and the keyboards and and all that, it sounds so cool. It 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 adds so much to the song, and then it kind of leads into the into the bridge with the um with the sample from the movie, and it's like, and then I grabbed a rope and I hog tied him, and then it goes back into Wayne Static, <laughs> just like fucking freaking out again just that, 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 that I, I can't even do it it's just so dumb oh, I, love I just it. feel like the way even like the way he changes his vocals like the, the whispering and, mm-hmm. and then immediately going into yelling it's just he somebody called him a loser and he owned it and he thought it was funny and instead of like being sad about it he wrote this really awesome song yeah he truly did truly Good did. for him ah oh, that that is the best song and then the way it ends too with the sample in it, and then it ends with her saying, "Yeah, it was very stupid." <laughs> I mean, that's literally how you end the song. That's great. I love it. The samples are awful, but great at the same time. Yeah, so. I mean, you you got to sample something like, like, like this, like you know, babes from Bolderama or whatever the fuck it is. Like you can't you can't sample something known because then. I don't know, whatever's being known or whatever's being sampled is going to overshadow your song exactly. unless your song's like a true historic banger. True. I, it makes me want to go watch this movie. I really want to go see it or just go. You could probably I watch thought, it on YouTube. I, so or I, I, I did. I did check Amazon, and you can't you can't rent it on Amazon, but you can buy it. And I, I, I don't know. You thought about it though? That's like ten bucks. Ten dollars? I'll probably. Well, no. I yeah. It's on Blu-ray. Like that. Oh, oh! You actually like buy a physical get, copy. Get, 
Yeah, uh, okay. I could probably get Slum to go half, so it'd be like five oh bucks. You could probably stream it on YouTube. ABS for free. Fuck YouTube. YouTube. Your hatred toward YouTube is insane. But anyway, uh, so that yeah, that's my one B, and your one B was push it. So then, what what do you got for number two? Your two B. Uh, my the sixth track, Ostigulation. 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 Really, that's a banger for you, Yeah, this is um. So first of all, this one's just fucking loud. Yeah, and it's just it's it's just like, I I can imagine them playing this one at a show and. Like it's just obnoxiously loud, and and you just think like, why does it have to be so fucking loud? It doesn't need to be this loud. But I love these techno beats. Mm-hmm. I, this this song is very weird sounding. There's like this uncomfortable sound, and it makes me really, it made me feel uneasy listening to it. And it's that thundering sound that kind of like rages on. Yeah, I know what you mean. That I don't know, man. It just made me feel really weird, and I didn't. I felt uncomfortable listening to it, but the guitar isn't so chuggy in this one. It's a little more like generic rock focused. Mm-hmm. Not it's not as low. It's a little bit higher, like on the on the fretboard on the strings. Yeah, but um and and then like Wayne also sings a bit more than usual on this one. But I think like just that just making me feel weird alone made this like my second B. And then I don't know, like I I guess this this was inspired by some shitty city they visited. Yeah, from what I what I read, some some town that they visited, they thought it was trash and it was fucking boring and lame, and they wrote a song about it. <laughs> it was some town in Michigan called Astigo, and yeah, it's some like real shithole of a city, and there's nothing to do there. And I think from what I read, like they would get their drugs from somebody who lived there. It was something weird like that. But then every almost every record of theirs has a has a song with the word Astigo in it mixed with whatever other word or phrase with some other word. But yeah. this this wasn't a banger for me, but I think it's a really good song. It is very good. But wow. it, I don't I don't I don't know what your other six bangers are. <laughs> I mean it's it's definitely a slower and heavier song. And then it just right out right out the gates, it just has that really like you said, loud, loud sound. But I what I really liked about this was just like the soundscapes on this one and the the programming like the just the electronic part of this song was the best part of it lyrically there's nothing there like there are very few lyrics on this one so there's not a lot of vocals which is fine which is great but it's um it's an interesting song it's it's definitely an outlier especially coming off of the first five songs which are you're just getting like punched in the face and then you, you beaten down. Yeah, and then you kind of like slow it down with this one, and then stem kind of brings you back up, and then you kind of get faster and faster, and then you kind of crescendo. That honestly, this is like a really well well sequenced album. Musically, it's a well sequenced album, and yeah, there's there is one there's one problem I have with the sequencing, but other than that, I I do agree. What, what's the what do you have issues with? The last two songs, the last two tracks. Mm. I think I think putting the trance is in motion in front of December is uh is I don't like it. I don't like it because you're getting like ten, eleven minutes of of this and, and you yeah. don't I don't know, I don't I don't I don't dig I feel like I December could have just been taken off. Like that it didn't Oh is that oh. is that a banger for you? That's my seven oh B, my baby. God, dude. Yeah. That's my seven beat. That's the only song on this entire album that shows him writing music, like writing lyrics. Yeah. 
that's the only thing on here that is an actual, I don't know, well thought out song, poetry. I, no, I know. It's great. I know, but I mean, it, it it's an outlier on the record and it's not a song that, it doesn't fit with the rest of the record musically. Well, coming off the trance is in motion, it fits. The, the trance is in motion is, is uh, that's an okay song for me. But see, I feel like it would have been it would have been just better if they they finished off the record with that and not December. The the trance is the motion is a better closer for this record at least. See, I see. I I would have preferred trance in motion omitted entirely because we've we've heard we've heard it kind of before, and the trance in motion is like their trance track, right? It's like their techno track, kind of. and I get like they want to they're trying to go for like an instrumental song, but they're not quite fully on board with it. The trance in motion is like a half in half instrumental song and if you're not going to do like a full instrumental song then don't do a four and a half fucking minute <laughs> half instrumental song half not instrumental song it's, it's yeah it's it's a little irritating still but what song do they i'm trying to like scroll through my notes here and see there was there was one song that i i i thought was like a banger but i wish they didn't he didn't sing because it was it would have been cool just like a or um instrumental techno song what song was that was it not sweat of the bud? No, it was. Um, was it? Um, oh my god, what is that fucking song? The love dump was a love dump. I feel like you would have liked that song if it was if it didn't have uh, vocals on it. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no, it is. It is definitely love dump. Love, love dump is the one it, it, that like this had. This had that perfect '90s roller rink intro, it's bro. That, doom, this doom, was it. Doom, this was doom. the. This was the dance number. Like the guitar and the bass drum going along together, mm-hmm. and then everybody comes in and everything starts up at the same time. Like I, I, I like, I like that the first part isn't singing and it's just a really cool groove, and the singing part I could just do without, for the most part. And but at least like the singing here is taking a backseat to the groove, and the groove is really just going off and doing its but own the- thing. Like Love Dump should have just been like an instrumental track, and that would have been fine in between Bled for Days and I Am fucking that would have been a banger of an instrumental track what i really think was cool about love dump was once the chorus hits in that or not i guess i guess it was more the verse but it's the part where it's kind of like the swingy drums and and wayne's voice on that like the way he screams on that is just very um it's uncharacteristic for him for the on the rest of the record like he doesn't really scream that way it sounds almost more like like emotional and more, you know, um, heartfelt, I guess, than the rest of the record. It's not as goofy, but it, it's a solid song. It's, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. It, it could be a cool instrumental, but I think his vocals are solid on this one, on Love Dump. It's my 7B, but his vocals are solid on it. But it's, I don't know. It's it's fine. That That's why I didn't like the trance in motion because it's just like a like a slow down kind of bad love dump, <laughs> and the trance is in motion just because love dump's over four minutes long. Too. Yeah, it's a longer it's, one. It's it doesn't need to be four minutes. It just doesn't need to be. Yeah, there's there's nothing there that wants me that that makes me want to hear it more and more and more and more. And especially with the trance is in motion, I just don't. I I wish it was gone entirely. Going from Wisconsin Death Trip and then going right into December because December is a th- over a three minute gradual build up, and it's a mm-hmm. cool build up. And 
I I I think like on its own, it's 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 really cool. And actually, but I'm so totally is so is the too. trance though. The the trance is, is the motion. It also has that that cool build up and that kind of crescendo, uh, you know, toward the but end. But it never goes but anywhere. It kinda, but it it still has that cool build up. It it never goes anywhere. And then when it does find itself, it's like oh this this is just like a bootleg love dump. Okay, maybe like <laughs> if they did like a love dump part two. That would have been kind of Part cool. Do, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, but anyway, December, December, up until he starts singing, it really reminded me of Valkyrie Missile. I can see a that. A lot of the sounds, a, a lot of the guitars, the way the guitars come in. <laughs> and then I listened to Valkyrie Missile like right after this album was over. And <laughs> I got nostalgic for Ava. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a jump in genres. Like wildly different. Oh, so good. Does that mean... Oh, Valkyrie Missile is so Does that good. mean you're going to buy Wooden Toe on vinyl? Is that what this means? Well, I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to I'm going to trade no. for it when you bring it over. So <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you you say a lot of stupid things. That was one of the dumber things you said. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not giving up my wooden toe. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. You know. So there, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing in your collection that I would want to trade for my wooden toe. Just not going to happen. Straight up. <laughs> Okay, well, I can't I can't <laughs> think of anything that yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh let's see here. Uh do do we want to play um Ostigolation since that was your 2B or was it your Yeah. Was oh your 2B? yeah. That's kind of like where yeah, we that's started my, that's here. My 2B. Do you want to yeah, want to play that no, one? Long time ago. Yeah, play it. Okay. Play that here we fucking go. track. Uh, <laughs> Ostigolation from uh Static X. There it is, Ostigolation from Static X. Dude, that that sound, that sound that plays throughout the entire song, I love it. It's so like hypnotic and I don't know. 
it's entrancing, I guess. I don't know. Is that a word? Entrance? Entrance? Yeah, entrancing. That no, that's that's a that's a, that's a good that's word. A, that's I mean, I, I I felt I felt uncomfortable, but similarly, and it almost you know, the same kind of thing, I guess. It kind of reminds me of like the 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 score for uh, Goldeneye, the James Bond movie. Kind of has that like in like an industrial like you feel like you're in a shipyard, or like on a submarine. You know, it has that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. super weird. But I love that. I love that that sound, that tone, and then I don't know. It's great, fantastic stuff. So there you go. That was your number two, Ostigulation. Number two, Ostigulation. So my number two is uh, Fix. This is um, like I said, this is one of those songs that when I first discovered the band, what the fuck, this is dude? one of those three songs that I just I downloaded from Napster and just loved. Prior to me getting the re- buying the record. Yeah, I mean that this this has like a this has like a bit of everything that was great on this record. It has the the craziness yeah. of push it. It's like it, it has like the the drawn out screams, but then it also has like the franticness of of push it and and some of their other songs. I don't know. It's it's this cool combination, and it's kind of the forgotten track because it's it's so late into the record. And then coming out, and then after this song comes Wisconsin, comes the title track Wisconsin Death Trip. Dude, the, that that one two punch right there is just it's so good, so solid. This uh, this this is listed as an okay for me. This really, is not a banger. I just um, I, I think, I mean, you kind of did say it, but I think this song is just kind of a copy of better songs on the album. It throws in a lot of the tricks from the better songs and puts it all into one. Yeah. It's almost like a compilation song from this album. I don't, um, I don't think it's bad, and uh, I, I just think, I just think there are better, there are better songs on the album that does, that do everything this song does better. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the one right after it, the title track, like you, you can't fuck with that <laughs> it's, song. It's wild. It's a wild song. But uh, but fix too. I mean, lyrically, this one's kind of. I feel like as you progress through this record, the lyrics get more and more just kind of lame or they just become less exciting and just kind of weirder. Or I don't even know. But th- th- this song to me is just about him shooting up heroin. That's what it is. It's heroin. Um, but what I like too is kind of like the, the call and response, not even call and response. It's just kind of like the, um, the, the dual vocals when, he, when he's just like screaming fix. Oh, it's so good. And just the some of the high guitar parts, I love this song so much. It's fantastic. So, and it it has one of the slowest intros on the entire album. I, I mean, it comes in like really, really heavy, like right after. It, yeah, but it's I don't know, like it's it's. it's I, I mean, maybe I mean honestly, maybe some of it is because it's nostalgic. There is the nostalgia attached to it, so maybe that's why it is so high on my list. But I, I think it's solid. So here's a here's a bit of fix from Static X. Let's go. 
There it is, Fix from Static X. What's really cool about this song too is that when when they're they're doing, I guess, technically the chorus, the when they're screaming "fix" back and forth, instead of like the guitar playing the the low end, it's just the the bass hitting that those fucking notes super hard, and then Wayne and <laughs> and Koichi just hitting the the really high parts, but kind of like off time a little bit. But hearing Tony hit those those bass parts sounds so nice. It's so crisp in the mix. Oh, I love it. And then just and then that bridge too. It it's just I it whatever sample they use for that bridge, it sounds so weird and it's like almost unsettling. Just that, that high pitched like screaming or not even screaming, it's just like laughing. It's weird. It's super weird, but I I think it's a great song. I love fix. Good stuffs. That's that's kinda I mean, I you kinda mentioned it, but there's not there's only like two, maybe three parts of this entire album where you really, really hear the bass like the bass guitar yeah for the most part it's it's really i don't know if it's like the mix or the production but it's he just uh, he's always muddled he's always just blended in which is not a bad thing because you have to have something to fill in the low end of the mix but it is nice to hear when when there's no low guitar and you just can hear that bass rumble through that's so good so good Oh, yeah. Said get okay. So that was my two B. Um, what was your three B? Or I think you already said your three B. Right? Uh, my my three B is the title track. Wisconsin, oh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Death, Death Trip. Okay, that's my four B. So we might as well get into that because my three B was Push It, and we already talked about Push It. So, so Wisconsin Death Trip. I what? So like for one, I like I like that they put the title track so deep in the sequencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like normally it'd be like one of the first three songs or if we're doing like the vinyls, it would be maybe even like the first song on the second side. I I I dig that they put it so deep in the sequencing. It's just, I think that's cool. And then one thing I noticed about Wayne Static, he reminds me of Les Claypool. The way he sings reminds me a lot of Les Claypool. Huh. Just a lot more aggressive, a lot more aggressive. But his pacing, some of the like the goofy things he does... Dude, he sounds like Les Claypool. Honestly, that is a great comparison. That really is. I've never, never made that connection. Does, but it right? makes It makes perfect fucking sense. It's just Les Claypool has the... He has the, the high-pitched like, yeah. country twang. <laughs> yeah. But then Wayne has the, the low growls and the screams. You know, it, it's perfect. But the stylings are exactly the same. That's, that's perfect. It's that's just, a perfect example. Uh, a perfect comparison. I think... Th- I think that's why I th- I think like their music is so goofy and fun is is because, I mean, you can't sound like that and be serious. There's just no fucking way. You have <laughs> to. You can't take yourself seriously. Yeah, yeah. And so that I don't, maybe maybe like subconsciously that's why I think their music is uh, is goofy and fun. But he totally sounds like Les Claypool, just more aggressive, like a more aggressive, angry Les Claypool. That that makes. And, uh, so I thought that was sense. fun. Yeah, that really makes a lot. Did all like and and. And this song is super fun. The the guitar mutes here are so crisp. <laughs> yeah. And one thing they do a lot is is they their their guitars are so fucking distorted. They're so high in distortion, but there's always like silences after they're hitting those those palmy parts. A lot of the times there's like a brief moment. We're talking like a millisecond of silence. Mm-hmm. And it's it's there's just you hear nothing. There's no feedback. There's no like distortion feedback. There's just absolutely nothing, and it makes everything sound so crisp, so tight, so so electronic. Yeah, 
but it's not electronic. Yeah, it, it rides the line of sounding too fake, but for whatever reason, it's 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 entrancing. And I've been that's like the second time I've used that word, and I hate it. I don't like that word. Um, but <laughs> why? Because you because you think of trance music. And I just you don't it just sounds. Trance? I don't know. I, I feel like it just <laughs> sounds kind of silly. So I, I don't like saying it. But anyway, yeah, the, I I totally agree with you. It sounds almost fake, but for whatever reason it makes them sound it sounds super tight i love it i i'm totally with i'm totally on board with you on this one it's it's insanely yeah. good um also this is like one of the most frantic songs on the entire record you you kind of hear it on later records like like i want to fucking break it um or even like uh enemy and there are multiple songs throughout their career that have this kind of f- crazy frantic style but this is like the first time they really kind of went for it and it kind of throws you off because you come off of you know the slower songs you kind of come off of you know stem and sweat of the bud which are kind of like it's kind of getting back to the more chaos of the of the the record and fix kind of touches upon that but then this 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 title track is just on another level it's just like wow this band <laughs> this band that fucking has it they're so fucking good <laughs> they're so damn good yeah but um should should i if you if you if you took out if you took out Wisconsin Death Trip, because you're right, like I didn't even I didn't even really notice that, but you would have stem and then sweat sweat of the bud, which are kind of almost the same song because of the transition, yeah. and then fix and then the trance is in motion in December. If you took out Wisconsin Death Trip, I mean, dude, the last like five songs may not be may not be good. I don't know. No. But because you have this there to break up the monotony, break up the, I don't know, the downtime, it kind of brings everything else up. Well, I mean, when you think about it, you, I mean, like I said, you have the first, what, two or five songs up through I Am. Those songs are just like, you're getting punched in the face. Ostigulation slows it down. It's a little bit unsettling, like you were talking about. And then Stem, Sweat of the Butt are building up. Fix is like kind of throwing it back to the, the first five songs kind of like with push it and then wisconsin death trip just like takes all of those first five songs and just kind of runs with it and just gets super fucking wild and then you kind of bring it back like that the title track is like the uh the climax of the record and then you kind of have you know the rest of it the conclusion is are the last two songs which like i said you can cut out december and that'd be fine because the trance is the motion is long enough to where you can kind of end the song with end the album with that, but really hitting the climax with the title track is absolutely perfect. It's so good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's that's true. And you, and if you're hitting the climax this late in the album, that's uh, that's pretty. It really solid. says something. It really does. Like if your first five tracks <laughs> are that solid and that intense, I mean you you've got it. You've got a hit record, honestly. So. Um, I want to play a little bit of Wisconsin Death Trip because, you know, this is a cool podcast. So here it is. Title track from mm-hmm. Static X.
There it is, a bit of uh, the title track, Wisconsin Death Trip, from Static X. What a banger! And those sound, the the soundscapes on this the song are just top notch, absolutely top notch. They use them so sparingly, right? They use like like little additions so sparingly mm-hmm. to where this is not like an electronic record. If they threw it in more often, this could eventually be like an electronic record. Yeah, totally. Because already the, tr- the 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 drum triggers and a lot of the samples, if they're adding, this could be an electronic record. But because they add them, it's, it's so rare, and it's it's uh, I don't know it, it it just adds to the songs rather than helps like support the yeah, song. Yeah, it's I more guess. of a more supplemental than anything else. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't take your primary focus away from anything else. It's it's just an additive. It's just the perfect, the perfect amount for this for this album for this band. It's, oh, I love it. It there's they were so good at it on this record, but they they were they were. It's it's such a it's such a fine line to walk to. It's such a it's such a hard thing to do to use to incorporate so much electronic sound into your music, mm-hmm. but not be considered electronic like look at pm5k right pm5k is basically an electronic band yeah i totally like they they really and or like orgy is another band too they they really kind of at of this time they really took a lot of the electronic elements and expanded on those and rather than you know making themselves a rock band and i feel like that's another reason why bands like those didn't really progress further because they they kind of they had no, there was nothing truly unique about either of those bands. They were good, but they didn't stand out like Static X did. Like they had so much, Static X had so much more to offer than PM5K and Orgy and, uh, and some other bands of this era. Man, they were so good. Truly underrated. Truly underrated. I, I, I do, I do mention PM5K because Ulrich, Ulrich Wilde, yeah. who, uh, who did this album also helped produce tonight the stars revolt by pm5k makes sense makes sense <laughs> he also was an engineer on snoop dogg's doggy style <laughs> so weird so fucking weird but so the guy knows a thing or two about music uh, a little bit i also read just you know my last tidbit about Ulrich wild but the band wanted a different guy they wanted terry, terry Date, Day, yeah who uh who's done a fuck ton of music Produced a fuck ton of music, but they they couldn't afford him. He was too expensive, so they got his assistant yeah. over wild. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's so sick. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> I think they wanted to go with Terry Date because of like what they what he was doing with Deftones, because Deftones were blowing up at this point, and Terry Date was behind a lot of the stuff that was happening with them, and so I think that was a big reason why they wanted them wanted him on the record or him to produce the record. But yeah. Yeah, I mean the guy has like a, a I mean, his report card alone just going from the eighties into the nineties is I mean the dude Pantera fucking yeah. Dream Theater, so many so many huge bands that have like had lasting impacts on music and so like I get it. He, he it's crazy. He's like we, we talk about a lot of these big producers, but Terry Date is one of those ones that we 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 never talk about. Like just ever, like in a negative or positive light, we never talk about him. But he truly is behind some iconic records throughout the years. 
I, ju- I I just pulled it up too, and he did uh, he did um, significant other yeah, than Biscuit. Yeah. He did Science by Incubus. Like dude, the guy he's done a lot of great. The guy's stuff. done a couple things. Yeah. He's done yeah. like almost all of the Deftones stuff. I know you don't like Deftones, but he's done like um, he's done a lot of their records, like they're big ones too. Like the guy knows what he's fucking doing, and he we we should talk about Terry Date more. He's he's awesome, truly one of the greats. Maybe when we do our Pantera our Pantera episode, we'll. Dang, he also did a Sir Mix a lot. Did he really? Actually, he did Sir Mix a lot's debut album. Is that the one that has Baby Got Back? No. <laughs> that seems weird though. Hip hop? No, it does not. Hip hop going to Pantera. It was 19, 1988. Well, I mean, uh, the other boy did it too. Ulrich did, uh, he was an engineer for Doggy Style. Yeah, that's true too. That's true. But being an engineer and a producer, they can be two very different things. That's true. You know, depending on that's how true. active and how, or proactive a. Uh, a producer is the engineer can actually kind of take over production duties, but I don't know. I don't know. Just to be in the, I don't know. As, as far as Ulrich is concerned to, to be in the same, I don't know, context or even maybe, maybe even at the same room at some point. Cause I think Dre did or produced doggy style by Snoop Dogg. So if, if Ulrich had, had worked with Dre at all on doggy style, like physically in person with Dre taking pointers and then coming here to work with like Static X because there are sometimes, like for instance in Bled for Days, mm-hmm. like like in Bled for Days his vocal style is is faster, kind of like a rap style fast vocal pacing. Yeah, and maybe that maybe that helped. Maybe working on Doggy Style helped him kind of channel Wayne Static into uh, I don't know into another unique vocal delivery. Very well could have. Yeah. Did um did you read did Ulrich Wild engineer the entire doggy style record or was it just like a couple songs here and there well i think doggy style i mean much like a lot of hip-hop albums of the time where there's a shit ton of people working yeah. on it but as as far as i know he's the only engineer yeah, well, like engineer wise it's like, like usually only one person because it's the it's the guy working the board it's the guy doing all of that but stuff like the whole i think i think like death row probably i don't know so anybody working for Death Row is going to be a producer. So Suge Knight, I'm sure Suge Knight's yeah, on Lisa's there. Yeah, Lisa's executive Dre, producer. I think, is... is Okay, so yeah, Suge and Dre are probably like the main ones. And then anybody working for Death Row at the time is going to be on this album in some capacity. Maybe like a, like a songwriter or in mixing and, and mastering or engineering. But I, I'm, I thought I only... Just whatever Wikipedia tells me. Because <laughs> that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's gospel. Yeah, of course, yeah. I thought he was the only engineer on the album. I mean, it makes sense too because the the way some of these studios work, or a lot of studios worked at the time, was that they had like in-house engineers that would engineer any record that was being recorded at said studio. So, I mean, I wonder if he had anything to do with like Death Row or like how did he get that? I mean, gig? he was probably just working at the studio. I mean, that's probably what it was. They probably record whatever studio they recorded that record in. He was probably like the house engineer. Or one of the house engineers, so he just happened to be the one to be assigned to that record. That's probably what it was. It probably had nothing to do with him being a part well, of I, Death Row in any capacity. It was just he was probably the house engineer. Well, I can't imagine like like Suge not buying a studio just for Dre. Maybe I like, don't know. They had to have like, sh- but I then, don't know. Death Row had to have owned their own studio. Maybe, or they just, or they like sub subcontracted an engineer from a studio, a well known studio. So they wouldn't have to travel to, you know, 
whatever random studio in Burbank or fucking wherever, you know. So they they would just hire an I feel engineer. Like we should know this. This is this is this is something that we should know. Eh, probably. We but we are we already know right a lot. Now. We already know a lot of secrets. Our bootleg our bootleg is showing. <laughs> Who cares? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, whatever. What song were we talking about? We were talking about Wisconsin Death Trip. Yeah, it's a and banger. It is, and also the way he says "ding dong," it sound it's so because it's like dong. He says "dong" and then "ding dong." Yeah, I know. And it's, so it kind of weird. Isn't it's jarring. Yeah. And it, it really catches you off guard. But like, because nobody says "dong ding dong," you would say like "ding ding dong," right? Because that just yeah. that flows better. But the way he says it flows fucking better than you could ever imagine. He did have a way of. Uh, a way dong, of uh, ding dong. delivering ding, ding words dong. for sure. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Conway. <laughs> um. So that was my fourth B. That was my four B. That was your three B, right? Mm. Right. That was. Yep. That is okay. true. Uh. So then, what do you got for your five B? No, your no. What do you got for your four B? I'm sorry. Four B. My four B is sweat of the bud. Sweat of really? the bud. That that's an okay yeah. song for me. Just an okay one. I I think the transition from STEM is cool. Like I you like you gotta love some like some conceptual type shit, no matter how minor it is. That's mm-hmm. rad. That yeah, alone the, I the thought soundscape was really cool. Really cool. Yeah, because the, uh, they they share they should the two songs share like that that same soundscape and it bleeds it bleeds into one another, which was really cool. Yeah. Cool. On on its own it still holds up. Like you don't need the one f- to get the other. But together, they do the some of its parts is more than the whole whatever you say that shit. I don't know, <laughs> but like the I don't know, like the, the takeoff, right? That like the the takeoff part, the plane taking off, whatever that sound is, the takeoff plus the mm-hmm. drum beat really gets you going. And then we're given a bunch of goes, right? We talked about way earlier, like talking about goes. It's always fun when people say go, but then True. he gives us this really abrupt like go, like that 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 <laughs> Dexter Holland. Like offspring, go! Yeah, and that's that's amazing. That's so fun, and I, I think I think I like this song because of the gimmicks. And there's another gimmick too in here. I like I like when the verse parts kick in, but it's all started by that lone snare hit, like we saw in the very beginning of the entire album. The entire album kicks it, off yeah. by a lone snare hit, and it's just like, dude, True. we're getting we're getting just these basic tricks here that are really pumping us up. And then again, we're getting some really cool, sick bass lines. There's some cool fucking bass action in this one, and we don't get a lot of it on this album. True, very true. But the "Sweat of the Butt" is also a song where it, it it is one of the more chaotic songs on the record. But it's like at this point, we've heard so much chaos and so much frantic energy from the first five songs, where it's just like, okay, like I get it, you you've done this, this is cool, whatever. But there's nothing to me. There wasn't enough that that stood out to make me want to make this a banger. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot of the same tricks, which I understand that they do on like fix and the title track, but still, I don't know. Just wasn't, wasn't weird enough or wasn't exciting enough for me to put it as a banger, but I still think it's a great song. We got still a great song. This album has made us like greedy for static X and (laughs) like, like if any band that does like halfway decent, like any kind of metal music put out this song, like this would be a banger. But because we, we like static X made us greedy because yeah, they do a lot right. of really good stuff. And yeah, yeah. you're totally <laughs> we're right. Thumbing our, 
Like, like even like, I don't really, I think fix is an okay song, but realistically like I'm thumbing my nose at a song that if fucking, <laughs> if corn put out, I would think it's like, holy shit. I can't believe they put out something like this. I'd be <laughs> blown <true>. away. <laughs> no, so, I, I no. totally get what you mean. Yeah, this <laughs> like, band like is so unique greedier. in itself. Totally. <laughs> uh, so here's a, uh, here's sweat of the bud from static X. It is Sweat of the Bud from Static X. Dude, that, that, that chugging guitar, it's just so simple. It's so simple with that, just that electronic beat behind it. The simplicity of it is is remarkable. I, I love it. I like how Wayne Static just, I like how he looks. I like how he holds the guitar. I like how he plays it. I like his little uh, his little wristband things that he wears all the time. <laughs> oh my! I like God. it. I like it. I just I dig his image. I'm I'm on board, dude. I'm and fully prior, on board. <laughs> prior to this week, this is like everything that you would make fun of. You know, <laughs> I mean, no. the the flying the flying V guitar. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the stupid guitars he uses. The the flying V guitar, how low he wears it. The wristbands you would have hated. The spiked hair you would have hated. The the beard you would have hated. The uh, the the weird movements you would have hated. It's just, I don't know. I maybe you're becoming a full metal man. Maybe, maybe this is like you going through the metal phase, like that we all went through in seventh grade. You're yeah. finally going through it. So, this could be it. I don't know. I I'm just uh, I don't know, man. I I really, I I dig. I dig the image. <laughs> I, I dig, dig the vibe. So yeah, 20 years later, you, you dig the vibe. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so stupid. Okay. So that was your, uh, f- 
forward B, right? Four B, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my four B. Oh boy, oh boy. So, oh my four B was uh, Wisconsin. So, oh, we didn't even talk about the the title or what it was. What it was was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wisconsin Death, Death Trip. So it was a book. It was a book written in nineteen seventy three about just this very short period of time in Wisconsin of people's deaths. And so this guy just like documented as far as I understood, it was like a guy who documented people's deaths and how they died. And then there was pictures to accompany them uh, to accompany those, that person's death. And it all happened between like 1890 and 1900. Right. There's something weird like that. Yeah. 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 Super weird. It was, um, it was, it was, it was in this, this place called Black River Falls, which is, I guess, in Jackson County, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Sounds super, like, rural, and there's probably, like, five people in the population, but... Uh, it's, well, that that's kind of was the point of it, too. It was just, like, like, like pressures of, of Midwestern rural life, of, like, crime, uh, disease, mm-hmm. probably, like, political pressure, and it was just, I don't know, it's, it's just a, a glimpse into midwestern life that probably no one will ever would have ever seen and probably will ever see because the population's so low and like nobody really cares and it's it's like these small towns are kind of forgotten outside of just their close-knit community and i think that's very uh, true especially at this time or when the book was but but i'll be fucking damned if this is not one of the coolest album titles of all time like holy shit! Is. This is such a rad title. It is so cool. It really is. I feel like super I'm like cool. fucking thirteen right now. Like, it's so cool, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what it means. Like it, it can mean anything. No like, idea what it means. The, the possibility, the possibilities are endless. And <laughs> then when you find out about what it actually is and how it was just, they like the title of the book. Like they knew nothing about the book. And Wayne Static had to come, he he came across it like on somebody's coffee table and thought, oh, that's a really cool title. We should name the band this. And then the record label said, no, you probably shouldn't name your band this because it's too long of a name. And then they decided, okay, well, then we'll, we'll name the record this. And then that's kind of where it began. And then reading more into the actual story behind it, it's just super weird. And just like, why? Why was this book even written back in 73? Yeah. About a time I, that was 70 years prior. It's super strange. It, it's not even, like, for me, the part that isn't, like, weird is, is the book. Is, is, I don't know. A, a glimpse into rural life in the Midwest. Whatever. But it's the fact that there was, like, pictures involved. And that's, like, yeah. that shit's weird. Like, first of all, super how did weird. this per- author get those pictures, right? Like, how did he get those pictures? Who gave him those pictures? And, like, who was the author? Who wrote this fucking thing? <laughs> I forgot his name. I, I I forgot to write it down, but yeah, it's super weird. And, and I think I remember reading Wayne Static did an interview about it and he's like, yeah, this book has been out of print for like 25 years and you, you'll probably never find a, a, a copy of this book because it's so rare and just out of print. So, but, and then I was reading more about it too, because it has like a whole Wikipedia page and apparently like there have been documentaries based off of this, this book and other things like that. I don't know. It's it's very unusual. Very unusual. But whatever. And it's not what even like it's not even focused on on you know haunted houses and 
this area or, or it's like supernatural stuff. It's just, you know, for all accounts, like normal people dying, normal deaths, I guess. But just because they're involved in, in or they live in a kind of forgotten area, it's it's just, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so odd. <laughs> I, I so don't know. Odd. Yeah, definitely. Like Arizona death I, trip, California death trip. I don't know. It's just it doesn't but, have the same ring. But with but Wisconsin, no, Minis- not maybe at all. Minnesota death trip. Go look Minnesota. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great song. Great song. Um. Anyway, oh, what I, was your? I had some beer in my mouth right now. <laughs> so what was your what was your five B? Uh five B. Oh, I'm with I'm with stupid. Did we talk about that? Oh yeah, we we talked because that was my one B. So we talked about that one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my five B. Okay. Uh, I mean, so we touched upon that. So then my my five B was I am this one. Um, mm, that's my six B. Oh, this is a good one. This says the 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 cool, great intensity of push it. It's fast, super aggressive. It has the high and low screams, which is really great, and. Uh, just and then the guitars as well. Like they 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 did a good job of like taking Korn's high and low guitar, but speeding it up. And uh, it's it's great when, when he screams the the I am really high, and then I don't know what Tony says on the low end, but or screams on the low end, but it's it sounds so good. So I'm I'm gonna play a little bit of this song because they I can. the the, the riff pattern here sounds a lot like the enemy. Just throwing it out there. Does it? I guess I so. Check it. Okay, let's listen to it. Here it is. I am from Static X. You know, I never put it together, but you're totally right. That that palm muted guitar <laughs> right? part is exactly <laughs> like Enemy, except Enemy is more. Uh, it's like more precise. It's more crisp, I guess. 
you could say for lack yeah. of a better word. But no, it, it's it's almost identical the way they play it. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. That's so cool. But just the the different vocal stylings in this in this song too. You, you just the the two different types of scream between Tony and Wayne, and then just kind of the the clean vocal parts during I guess you could say the bridge of this song because these songs are structured so strange. So I don't know. It's just there's a lot of cool things yeah, going on in the song. They're they're very like free form. Like there's no there's no a lot of times there's no real choruses, no reverses. It's just kind of like a long string of of words, consciousness almost. Whoa. Like it, it's it's almost like he's just kind of like playing off of what the music's doing. You know, it's like they it's like they it's almost like they recorded all the music, and then Wayne was like, "Okay, I'll just throw this shit in there, just to see how it yeah. sounds." There are moments Scatting like that. and bebopping. Mm-hmm. This is uh, th- this is another one that um, his his vocals. Sometimes his vocals in here reminded me of of Les Claypool again. Just oh, I could aggressive. totally see that. Yeah, some of the you know like some of those parts. I, I don't know, it's cool. Love it. I dig it. It's really cool. And then this is another one of the songs where it has cool moments where the the song actually kind of breathes. So it's just like it's just the the drummer Ken and then Wayne singing over it. So it, it, he'll do like a quick like palm muted part on his guitar, but then he'll continue singing when it's just the drummer playing. So it has this like cool breath of fresh air of just like just emptiness, but it just sounds so good. It's so nice after all the, the craziness you hear in the rest of the song or the rest of the album, really. Yeah. And then, then there's a part he just fucking yells. Like he just yells as, yeah. as loud as he can. And it's like, I, I don't know. You, you think like, why did you do that? And, as he's doing you, you 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 love it more and more the longer he does it. Yeah, I know totally. <laughs> but it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why why did you fucking yell? Like, why are you yelling? Why is everybody why? yelling? <laughs> but it works so well. Oi, <laughs> it's so good. So that's my uh, that's my number five. So what do you got for your your five? Well, I'm no, I'm on se- we're on seven. I'm oh, on yeah. seven banger right now. Oh wait, okay, that's right. Okay, so then. My my seven banger was the last song, December. I I I liked it. You like I it, yeah. It. I did. I thought it was a I thought it was I thought it was a deep song lyrically too. It was like the only song that I thought he maybe put some thought into writing. I can see that. I could totally see that. I I really dug the lyrics. I thought they were cool. I'm a lyric I, man now, don't forget. Oh barely. Barely there. <laughs> Do you want me to play a bit of December then? Nah, no, nah, because it's fucking three and a half minutes it, of, of build up. Yeah, it's a lot. So it, it's like one of those songs where you you have to have timestamps to to really get the gist of it. It was cool. I liked it. It's good. It's it's not a bad song at all, but it doesn't to me. It, like I said, it doesn't fit on this record. Shouldn't be on it. But whatever, whatever. Um, so wait, what was your six again? Because your seven was uh, December. I I am. Oh, that was your six. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, my six is. Bled for days and my seven is love dump, so mm. we we don't have to talk about them. It, it it's fine. It's a lot of lot more of like what we talked about. It's the chaos. It's the frantic. It's the crazy back and forth screaming between Tony and St- and Wayne. So we're just going to be talking a lot about the same things, which is fine. Bled but. for days is cool though. There's a, there's a lot of cool like 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 stoppage after the riff parts. 
like mm-hmm. like that that small moment of silence, that that millisecond of silence, and then here you only just hear like the symbols. The symbols kind of ring out a little bit. I think that's really cool. a little bit. Yeah. I like that. And I feel like this is the this is this is also like kind of where he br- very briefly kind of sings melodically, melodically to the point like where he what he does like on the next couple records. Like this is kind of like the first time he he sings that way, but he does it so briefly that you don't really think about it because everything else just everything else that's going on so you just kind of brush it off but this is like the start of what you hear on later static x records i feel i think it's great though i i love this song it, it's a forgotten track i feel too like nobody really talks about this one because you come off of two huge songs of with push it and i'm with stupid and then bled for days which is a little bit more melodic but it damn it, it's really good it is. It but. is really good. I. It's like you said. It just gets. It, I don't know. It gets. It gets thrown behind the big two, and it's. Uh, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. But again, we're we're very greedy with our Static X songs know, now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> very picky. And then, so I'm not gonna play that one. And then, just touching upon Love Dump, this is also another one of the songs that uses a sample from a movie. Uh, it uses a the sample from a movie called like Nadja and I looked it up it was a movie from 1994 and it's some like vampire movie that just completely flopped and it's just like one line that they use in this song just over and over again and for whatever reason it's like slightly haunting and kind of cool I don't know yeah I really like it I think it it just suits the song so well I think it's great. It's just it's this is this is this this is what they do. They they I don't know. They're just they're fucking weird. They're weird, but they're still kind of fun. And and uh, I don't know. Like it's so bizarre that they didn't like catch on. I mean, I I was never big in the new metal scene, so I don't know if they caught on or not. Anyway, but it's weird that they never caught on because yeah. these guys are fucking weird, but they're still fun. And how do these people not catch on to like that goth scene? Like when we were in high school or like when we were in middle school, like how did the the weird goth kids who were still kind of like fun kids, but you know, they dress as kind of weird and nobody liked them. How did, <laughs> like how did Static X not catch on? But they did though. That, that was the thing. They, they did catch on. They had a, they had a strong following. I don't know. They, they were very popular, but they just weren't as popular as, you know, Korn and Deftone, Limp Bizkit, like the other new metal acts. They just weren't as big. That's true. Because I mean those those bands were just like beyond beyond popular. They were just some of the biggest selling bands. Those three bands were the biggest selling bands of that era. So even though Static X sold a lot and they did a lot, they played huge shows. They just didn't have that that same kind of power that those top three bands had. I think I think Static X is just a uh, they're they're a victim of the genre because the genre just never. Yeah, it's never took off, and Static X is always going to be relegated to an opening act for one of the bigger new metal acts. Yeah, no matter absolutely. how good they are, it's almost they like are really, really good. I mean, I mean, I hate saying it because I don't like Anthrax because I don't think Anthrax is a good band, but I feel like they're they're the equivalent to to Anthrax in like the big four of thrash metal. Like the yeah. big four of thrash metal is Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax, and Anthrax is like the worst by far. Yeah. But yeah. and so like if you were to take like the the top four of new metal, Static X could easily be in that top four. But they're really good. But they're just like to me at least they're not as good as Limp Bizkit, Corn, and Deftones. 
Like those three bands are just like untouchable within that genre. I know you don't well, agree with Deftones. I know you don't agree with Deftones, but they really well, are. Well, the Deftones, I could enter. I could. I would easily. I'd give my. I'd give my left foot to put Static X up in there. Besides the Deftones, but but also, I could see. But also, when I, you I get it. when you think about like say say the, these four bands I just I just mentioned the new metal. Yeah, they're all kind of umbrella. At the time, they were umbrellaed under the new metal genre, but all th- four bands are wildly different in sound. Corn doesn't sound like Limbiscuit. Limbiscuit doesn't sound like Deftones. Deftones sure as hell don't sound like Static X, but they were still all umbrellaed true. under new metal. New metal. So it it was truly a weird time in music and a weird genre in general. Super yeah, strange. Yeah, like all. I think all actually all of those bands I think are victims of the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to an extent. Uh, good because corn is corn is new metal. Like that's corn is new metal. They were the ones who started. They're, every band took inspiration from corn. After that, I mean, I mean, every, almost every rock band you come across after that first corn record have always cited that record as like the thing that got them into music or that got them into you know inspired them to record a record. It's really cool. All this, all this, all this new metal talk makes me get like, I, like I want to listen to more new metal tonight. I'm not going to, but I want to. You got, you got to get, you got to listen to more corn. That's what it is. <laughs> listen to more corn. Listen to some more Deftones. You know, you'll enjoy yourself. I was actually just thinking, like in my mind, of course, where I do all my thinking. Oh, yeah. Most of my thinking. Most of I, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was doing some like cool rolling bass lines by Les Claypool. <laughs> Oh, like the like the the stuff that like sounds like a motor, like an engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Damn, I love Primus. Yeah, let's a dick. No, he's not. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's a he's a dick. Nobody they, nobody has any business. Nobody has any business being that good at the bass guitar. It's not. Okay, that's what you mean. No, okay. <sighs> nah, I thought you were actually being a jerk, but no, you're not. No, he's you're, a you're jerk. complimenting the man. No, I, he's a <laughs> jerk. No, no, I'm not at all. What did we do? What did we do? Did we do pork soda or cheese? Yeah, like, no, we did in, pork in the new soda. format. We did, we did cheese on the old format, and then we did pork soda in the new format. Okay, man, we gotta do we gotta do Primus again. They're so good, but we have so many yeah. records we we need to do. But anyway. that that is also true. Oh, yeah. And they just keep adding up every every week. I add like one or two bands to my list. This do. this was supposed to be Papa Roach, right? Or last week was supposed to be yeah, Papa we, Roach. <laughs> no, we were supposed to do Papa Roach this week, but we did Static X because we're probably going to do Mars pretty, Volta in a couple weeks. Pretty good, pretty good dodge so there. I think. I think so too. Yeah, but I still want to do that Papa Roach record. I just I'm so apprehensive about doing the listen through of those records. But anyway, <laughs> b- back to this Wisconsin Death I, Trip. I think I think I think we're we're done, dude. I think we can. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We've we've talked about it like every we've literally talked about every song, which doesn't happen often when we do a record. But we've talked yeah. about everything. So um so we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're gonna continue to listen to, uh one is a bad album, but you should give it at least one listen to. And then zero is a trash fire, don't even bother. It shouldn't have never been made. So what are your final thoughts on this record and your rating? Um, my final thoughts on this record, I had a blast listening to it. It was, uh, it was really fun. I, 
I knew it was going to be cool. Like I, I, like I knew it was going to be a good listen. I didn't know it was going to be fun though. I thought it was going to be a lot of like, um, I don't know. I, 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 I was thinking more like Deftones and corn. Like, okay. I don't know, like the boringness of the Deftones with a little bit of the complexity <laughs> of corn. That's, <laughs> that's what I ass. thought static X was going to sound like. I, I call them as I see them. That's all I can do. Okay, and, when when push it came on and it wasn't like anything that i expected it to be and it was just like 100% pure fun i was just like okay well this is going to be fucking rad and it was up until um their last album project Re, uh, regeneration yeah. everything was fun i had a great time this is this is rare this doesn't happen a lot when we listen through a bunch of a bunch of bands discographies even even bands we love, Weezer, Blink, like there's still <laughs> albums. There's still that stinkers. We fucking, yeah, that we think are pretty, pretty shit, but not like not nine. These guys. Nine these is guys, awful. Nine's not shit. California is shit, but nine is not shit. Mm. But like these guys didn't make a shit album. These guys made nothing but at least like enjoyable, fun albums. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I still don't have no fucking idea how I got Start a War and on CD. <laughs> That's so weird. In two thousand five. Senior year Mystery. of high school, yeah, myth, myth, yeah makes no sense whatsoever. Mystery for the ages. I have no idea, but um, I don't know. This this wasn't a perfect album. There were a lot of okay songs. There were no stinkers, um, but I, I'd still give this a two point seven five. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I think I think that the the good tremendously outweighs the bad. But even the bad, like I it's again, I'll say it again. Like we're we're just spoiled. We're spoiled by Static X, and I'm still kind of in shock at how how much better this band is than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm still trying to like digest it all. So, two point seven five, man. This this band is killer. This band is fucking fun, and holy shit, I wish I could have seen this band live. Like that would have just been <laughs> that would have been the bee's knees, man. Yeah, that really would have been. I don't think I ever saw them live. I. No, I don't think I did. I really don't think I they did. They never played like a Family Values you went to or anything? No, I, the, the fam, they played Family Values 2001, but I didn't go to that one. And then I know they played OzFest, but it, I don't think they played any of the... No, they didn't play any of the years I went. So I, I never... And then I never saw them outside of a festival. So yeah, I, I never got to see them see them live. But I did, I did actually meet Wayne Static and I hung out with him once at the NAMM show. The, the NAMM show I went to with Jessica's dad randomly and we went to an after and not like an after Nam party and Wayne was there with his with his wife and I talked to him a little bit and he was very nice very very nice what when what when was this where was I why was I not invited this was 2000 you didn't because I went because Jessica's dad because he he he, he would get in high school then no this was 2009 2010 no, it was 2009. Oh, this is like in the height of our going to Nam together. You because we couldn't because we couldn't we couldn't get this you a pass to go. Guy. Here we go. Because I only Here went we no, go. I only went that I I only went that one day. Here and, we fucking go. And we couldn't get you. I couldn't get you a pass because I was using. Because he only I had go two, out of my way. I go out of my Jeff, way to photocopy you a really good photocopy pass of my cousin Talina. 
and it was a pretty good photo. Co- I don't think it was black. I think it was a black and white photocopy of a colored pass. Yeah. I go out of my way to photocopy you a pass, and then I can't even meet my idol Wayne Static. Are you kidding me right now? I do remember. I remember though because I went with Jessica's dad, my ex girlfriend. It was super weird. I know. So we went, and we were he he. My name wasn't on the pass. It was his son, and what ended up happening was he. Uh, so I it, so it was his son Sean Sean Garcia, and I pretended to be Sean, but I pretended I didn't have my ID. So what ended up happening was Jessica's dad still had like a picture of Jessica and I from like prom in his wallet. So because I didn't have an ID to get into Nam, he was like, "Oh no, this is my son Sean." Yeah, he just forgot his ID, but he, he I mean, this is him. This is him in the picture. So he showed the prom picture pretending I was his son and Jessica wasn't his daughter. <laughs> so that's how I got in. That's how I got into the Nam show. Oh that's my god! There's so many problems story. with that scenario. I know, it's like, super fucking so weird. <laughs> but that's how I got into the Nam show that year for that one day. That's so good. So so yeah, that that day I, I met a couple people, and then yeah, he ended up. We ended, I think it was like a Schechter, like Schechter was putting in like this like after after Nam thing, but it was only like an hour after, and like we kind of got to see some some new models of those guitars maybe it wasn't Schechter I don't remember what it was but yeah Wayne Static was there with his wife and they were just like chilling drinking and, and then I just I met him I said you know I'm a huge fan of Static X and this and that he was super nice very nice guy but that was like the extent of it it wasn't like a full-on conversation but it was cool mm. but anyway Static X this 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 one final thoughts for me this was um been kind of been listening to them since this record wisconsin death trip like i said um a lot of nostalgia with this one i was a little apprehensive about doing the listen through because i had heard project regeneration last year and i was like dude that that was not that good but then in the context of it all and with everything else and some of the albums i've never heard before damn it was a fun week and i and i went back and listened to a couple of these records a few times and uh, it was it was good. It was it was a fun week, a truly fun week. Very happy with it. Very surprised by some of the stuff I heard uh, outside of this record uh, because I, I knew this album pretty well. But yeah, no, this is um this is really enjoyable. I I don't think it's a perfect album. I really don't. But I'm gonna have to give this one a two point seven five as well out of three. Mm. Definitely not mm. perfect, but mm. damn, is it fun? Like when the highs are just super high i think it's fantastic i love this record Mm. Mm. love it love it love Mm. it yeah i got i got nothing else do you got anything else no that is Uh, uh that's all i that's all i got that's all you got all right well thank you all for listening to the podcast uh go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio please give us a five-star review on itunes because that means the world and um got nothing else so that's it that's all that's all folks oh dude abs man always be shysten that's what i do all the time Okay, ABS, yeah. ABS, ABS. baby, always be shysting. All right, my (laughs) my last thing I got...